Welcome in to The Realist Show on Radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I'm live this Monday morning inside the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Florida, Mississippi. Whew, I said it all. That's a mouthful. I'm joined here in the studio this morning for the first hour with uh, Stephen Yatroska, host of the Liberty Wake Up Call right here on WYAB, 6A to 7A every Monday through Friday. I'm here for three hours this morning. My Stephen, of course, is hour one guest. Hour two is going to be Scott McCullough coming in to discuss testosterone replacement therapy. We got our wires crossed a little bit last week, but he is going to be in the studio with me this week. Looking forward to that. And uh, maybe you are a candidate for testosterone replacement therapy. Stay tuned and find out. Then hour three, Allison Noe will be here with me to discuss our whole story health hour. Not sure what Allison's got up her sleeve today. I think she may have a guest in the studio. We'll find out right here on 103.9. So stay tuned from now to 10 o'clock. I got you covered. <clears throat> and of course, if you missed any of this, the podcast will be available here shortly. Well, within 30 minutes of the show ending on all major podcasting and music streaming platforms, just go search Clay Edwards show. And I uh, got over 500, actually over a thousand episodes over there now, if you count the clips and all that, but over nearly 500 episodes for your uh, entertainment pleasure, uh, just go uh, download, hit share, send it to a friend. That's why I chop it up like that. All right, Steven, what's going on, brother? Oh, you know, same old, same old Monday morning. I got a case of Mondays. I heard you on the way in, <laughs> you know, uh, talking about the car business. That's obviously uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, if that's the way you want to word that. And I'm conflicted on this. I mean, if I'm just being 100% honest, that's the only way I know how to, to be. As a guy that grew up working in the franchise business model, now I work for an independent dealer now, and I do a lot of business with the franchise guys. Uh, obviously, one of our largest advertisers here is a franchise dealer. Uh, I understand wanting to protect what you've built, but I also understand free market and whatnot. So is this a... a Bring people up to speed. Tell them what you were talking about. I don't remember the house bill name and all that. Yeah, so it's HB 401, so it's you know basically anti-Tesla bill. So Tesla set up a business August 1st, 2021, and the reason why I know that specific date is because that date is in the bill. They give a grandfather for this one Tesla dealership in Mississippi. But Tesla's model is, uh, you know, they're not producing hundreds and thousands of cars like some of these other manufacturers so they have a you know a much smaller production, and so when you have a smaller production, you don't necessarily get the economy of scale of producing, you know, mass producing huge, you know, hundreds of thousands of cars. So if you're going to compete in the marketplace in a free market, if you if you want to compete, you got to find other ways to cut out, uh, you know, the the price, the price to consumers at you know buying your car. And so Tesla has said we won't do franchise dealerships. We won't have this you know middleman. Which you know, of course, the middleman makes money. Uh, so we're going to sell direct from the manufacturer. That is the business model that we want to take. It doesn't. It really doesn't work as well for some of the you know larger companies. Not that they couldn't do it, but they just found it easier. You know, the 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 big manufacturers they found it easier to franchise out the sales of their cars. So they stayed in the manufacturing, and that was what they wanted to do and they you know basically sold out the uh the sales side of it to franchises. Well, Tesla is trying to find ways to cut costs to bring their car to the you know to the consumer at a lower cost, so they do direct, you know, direct from the manufacturer sales of cars. A lot of it's online. You can go online and buy a Tesla and they'll deliver it to your house. Uh, but they want to have some dealership so just like any other car you could come look at it, you could touch it, you could feel it, you could test drive it. 
And so they want to set up dealers. So they set one up in Mississippi. Well, Mississippi law, current law, law that passed nearly like 50 years ago, it said you couldn't have direct from the manufacturer sales of cars in Mississippi. It was set up as a protectionist bill 50 years ago because that's how all the big car manufacturers did it. You can't you can't in beer either. You can't what? Beer and alcohol, you can't eat. Well, oh, yeah. You know, beer, beer is the, the uh, distributor model whole, also. Right, that's right. The, yeah. third, the third party system. Yeah. That's why you got your southern beverages and capital cities of the world instead of just Anheuser right. posted up here. 100%. That's right. So, uh, yeah, you threw me off there with the beer. So Sorry, I was thinking, wait, car manufacturers can't Two things I spent a lot of time in was yeah. the bar business and the car business. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's how the big car manufacturers have always done it. So they put into law that you have to do it that way. Well, so Tesla comes in and they're, you know, they don't franchise dealerships. That's not their model. So they basically found a loophole in Mississippi law. The law, the current law says you can't sell direct to the, man, you know, from manufacturer to the consumer. So what do they do? They set up an LLC. They do like every good business does. They set up an LLC. That's what everybody does. Everybody always sets up LLCs for everything. You want to do something new, start a new LLC. It's 50 bucks, you know, in five minutes on the Secretary of State's website, set up an LLC in Mississippi. We, I will say out of anything else that, you know, we have red tape and try to prevent in Mississippi starting businesses isn't one of them. You can literally for 50 bucks and five minutes set up an LLC in Mississippi. So Tesla Inc., the big massive car manufacturer set up a Mississippi based Tesla LLC business. So the manufacturer sells to Tesla LLC and Tesla LLC in Mississippi then sells to the consumer, not a direct manufacturer to consumer sales model. Um, so it's a little bit of a loophole. It's still based on the same company. It's just a subsidiary, but it meets the, the law. The law said they couldn't sell direct to consumers. They're not. They're selling it through a Mississippi LLC. Perfect. Well, of course, then the car manufacturers, the big car manufacturers came out and were floored that someone would possibly try to innovate and come up with a new way to sell cars to bring them to the consumer at a cheaper, you know, a cheaper in a model that's cheaper for the consumer. I didn't want that. Not only the car manufacturers, but of course the already franchised dealers. And I'm not saying all of them are, but many of them didn't want to compete in a marketplace against Tesla. And now that's what Tesla's doing. So then what are the, you know, the big car manufacturers, what do they do? They do like every good business does. They, you know, pour a bunch of money into lobbyists and send lobbyists down to Jackson to buy out the politicians and the politicians vote in a bill, HB 401, that would close this loophole and not only does it close the loophole so no other car manufacturers can ever, and, and most, not Tesla's not the only one. You know, Rivian, Lucid, uh, and, and several other of the you know electric car manufacturers, they're all going into this model, direct consumer sales model. Well, Ford is spinning off their e-business, too. Yep. And I, the, their dealers are, are raising hell about that. I mean, so <clears throat> is Ford not going to be able to come into Mississippi now? And create Ford e-dealerships? They will, No, they won't be able to do the same thing. They'll ha- Well, they can, but they just have to sell it through a franchise yeah. dealer. So uh, if any of the franchisees that are already in Mississippi for Ford, they can now buy a you know Ford EV franchise that's, that's to right. sell. That's so that's it, the yeah. only model that they can use it. But Ford, even some of the big manufacturers, like you said, Ford's launching their new EV model because – Electric cars have not become very profitable, especially for the big companies. Even Tesla doesn't make you know just a ton of money off of their electric vehicles. 
Um, they're, you know, most of them are trying to make money on the back end through servicing and through, you know, the, the charging contracts and all that service contracts, uh, charging stations, things like that. So they're making money, you know, a lot of it on the back end and, and big manufacturers do that too, selling parts and, you know, everything else. But, um, they, with this model, uh, or with this bill rather, uh, they they only allow the one grandfather Tesla dealership in Mississippi, and there's in the law it says that. Of course, it doesn't call them out by name, Tesla, but it says you have to have a car manufacturer or car dealership continuously in operation since August first of 2021. Which is why I know that Tesla set up their dealership in Brandon in 2021, and on August first of 2021, that's when they started business, uh, and that's what they're trying to do. Is just it actually started in Pearl. And then moved to Brandon. Yeah, well, they still have that Pearl. The, the Pearl uh, Center is still there. There's no, just a service no, center there. No, it's it's not, not. What's the service center there then? They have it's, a service center still in Pearl. No, they don't. They moved it to Brandon. I, I know this because my best friend owns the building, and it's not in okay, there. Okay, well, the, yeah. I mean, I haven't drove they, by they, there. They moved the whole thing to the Brandon location. Okay, well, I haven't drove by there lately, but the the, the name Tesla was still there up until at least a couple months ago on the building. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a medical cannabis uh, facility. Okay, well. Perfect free yeah, market. I, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> Either I'm way, I don't. You but know, yeah. I don't care. But it started. They were they were licensed on August first, 2021, is when the Tesla you know was licensed, and then that, they moved. Uh, so you know, what you're telling me is that they moved from Pearl, and they're now in Brandon. They're not going to be in Pearl at all anymore. And that that you know, I, I just don't have that information. So I'll I'll, I'll agree with Either you. Way, believe I mean, you. splitting hairs. But, I just uh, it's thought it was cool that it started in Pearl, then moved to Brandon. Yeah. So, but the the Brandon uh, location now is right there among all the other franchise dealerships. Yeah. Toyota, and so, Nissan, Ford, and they're actually building a Kia dealership right there in front of it. Yeah. So it's gonna. It, it's always been the car hub over there, and uh, you know it'll be interesting because I, I've talked about this a lot ever since COVID. You're not I mean, what you're not going to see anymore is. This is just strictly from a real estate standpoint. You're not going to see these dealerships needing all that real estate anymore. They're just not going to be housing the inventory that they once did. So it would be interesting to see what happens with all that land over there. I know if if I'm the mayor over there, I would love to see that chopped up, sold for more retail businesses, not just big empty parking lots. Well, that's what they look like now, especially the Toyota. I've I've been in the market for a new Toyota. And uh, for my wife, and that Toyota dealership right there has been empty. I mean, used cars, they have some used cars on the lot, but otherwise, new cars, it is empty. Toyota has suffered a lot over the last few years. I mean, going back to that big uh, the earthquake, the Fukushima deal. Is that what it is? It started then, made getting inventory from over there. They moved a lot of their production to America, but still, it's been hell getting Toyotas. Hey, so in the same vein, I mentioned the beer thing, and it got me to thinking a little bit also. So let's just say a, a brewery opens up in Mississippi. Like Lucky Town Brewery did, you know they're closed now. Yeah, but Lucky Town Brewery, and I guess uh, some of these other ones around here. There's another one in Belhaven, uh, something Harvest or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Southern Prohibition down in Hattiesburg. Yeah, so they can sell direct to consumer for on premise consumption. And they had to change the law to do that. I know, but they can't walk in and they say, okay, well we want to go and sell our product to gas stations. We have to get it into Capital City or Southern Beverage or one of the other yep. distributors. These those are the two in this market. We have to go through them. To get it sold to right to the middleman, which would be the gas stations and whatnot. So it's actually a middleman for the middleman. Yep, yep. Well, and so they they had to change the law for that too. So when uh, when Mississippi first changed the 
the law to even allow microbrewers into Mississippi because before that you couldn't unless mm-hmm. it was under like 4%. Nobody's making a beer under 4% as a microbrewer. So they had to change that law first. And then you start having these microbreweries pop up. Of course, they all wanted tap rooms. Why would you not have a brewery with a tap room? Yeah. What they were having to do for their tap room is they literally had to produce the beer on site. They had to send it to a warehouse, pay taxes on it, and then ship it back. So they were they were having to pay for for their own product they were producing. They were having to pay the taxes on it, pay for the shipment to the warehouse, and then turn around and pay for the shipment from the warehouse back to their tap room to be able to uh, serve it. So we had to go change the law to allow them to serve. So they still have to pay taxes on it. They basically said, you know, at first we don't we don't trust you to sell your own product and not pay us enough taxes. So we have to have you send it to the warehouse so that they can do, you know, not only make the money as a middleman, but they could also, you know, accurately keep track and record of how much you're, you know, then selling at your own premises uh, so that we can collect the taxes on it. It's more, you know, more about the taxes than anything. Uh, but finally they said, hey, why don't we – actually trust these businesses and trust that if they say they sell so much at the property, we would tax them on that. And so they changed the law to allow them to do that so that you can now, you know, they can sell or serve direct from the brewery instead of having to send it to the warehouse first. Still can't though. That's only for from the premises. Yeah, on premise. They still send if there's a gas station next door to you as a gas station owner, you know, you really are not supposed to walk across the street, buy a case of beer, and walk back across the street and sell it in your retail location. And then, then let's just say, for instance, that one of our local distributors just doesn't want to carry the brand. Right. That you're just SOL. That's it. You can sell direct direct to consumer from your tap room, uh, or or sell direct to consumer from your location. But if one of the distributors says no, I'm not going to carry. If they have a grudge against you, or if say one of the other uh, the other you know brewer down the street say the uh, you know he's friends with or cousins with or you know just has more money to pay off you know his friend that's a distributor if they get together and collude together you know they could they could completely shut down another business because the law says it has to go through that let's let's keep that same same energy I want to pull it back to the car business on the other side of this break yeah what's it right. this is the Clay Edwards show joined by you Stephen Yatroska of Liberty Wake Up Call. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Hey, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment going to be brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, get right over there to Lakeland Drive or Flowood Drive and see my buddy Jason Anderson and his team for all of your windshield replacement needs, home, car, or business window tinting needs. And hey, they're also wrapping vehicles with custom rolling billboards or you just want to change the color of your vehicle you've seen these fancy matte colors running around and wonder how they got that paint job with well, my friends that's not a paint job that is most likely a wrap and they can do that for you right there at lakeland glass and tent check them out online lakelandglassandtent.com also they uh they do offer ceramic tent and in a seven levels of hell hot state like mississippi in summertime keep that heat out of your vehicle preserve your dash preserve your Leather interior and preserve the back of your legs if you're wearing shorts on that leather by helping keep it a little bit cooler in your vehicle. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. Give them a call today, 601-946-1000. All right, I'm joined here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios by Stephen Detroska. We are discussing this, uh, this bill, this anti-Tesla bill, or the anti-free market bill, Anti EV, yeah, anti EV, and look, I'm no, 
champion for EV vehicles, but you know, if you want to buy one, if somebody wants to manufacture it and you want to buy it, teach your own. Yeah, if you want to support the the lithium mining by African children, do yeah. it. Yep, absolutely. Hey, by all means, I'm saying I, that cheek and tongue. Oh yeah, but. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> to, to, to each their own. But so one of the things we talked about uh, during the break was so in theory, if Clay Edwards wanted to create a automotive manufacturing uh, a car company, well, I called it a uh, Clay Gini, a uh, mix of me and Lamborghini. Yep. And I wanted to sell these custom built, DOT approved. You could get a, you got a title, and you were able to get a car tag and get insurance vehicles, direct to consumer. Even I, even though I can only make one a year. Yep. I could not do that. I would have to sell the rights to do that to a third party. Correct. So somebody could go buy my one vehicle a year. Yep. That is stupid. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And so I mean, we talked about it even, you know, even more so that you know. One, that prohibits people from you know wanting to start up their own businesses. So Mississippi will never, ever see a startup you know, car manufacturer because, you know, why as a startup, as a small car manufacturer, would you ever want to do that? Two, uh, it also prevents our own car manufacturers. We've got Toyota and Nissan in the state, and our laws would prevent those companies. And I don't think that they want to. Their model doesn't, you know, provide that they do. But if they wanted to, if they wanted to have right off the showroom, you know, right off the um, assembly, line. Yeah, the assembly line, a showroom floor so that you could go to Nissan, walk the floor, see your car being manufactured, and then buy it at the end of the line and drive off in it. And, you know, I mean, some people would pay more money to be able to do that because, hey, it'd be cool just to watch your car go through the manufacturing line. And then as soon as it gets off the line, instead of having some guy in a white suit, you know, uh, you know, to keep it clean, instead of him getting in it to drive it off the uh, the assembly line, you got in it and drove it off the assembly line into your house. I mean, could you cannot imagine, happen. Could you imagine 60-year-old gray-haired Corvette guy? They love to talk. Oh. All Corvette guys are about the numbers. It's got these numbers, this number. If you could add in that mix, I watched it be built. Oh, it'd make it be worth at least ten thousand dollars more to him. Oh yeah, at least. I mean, they. I mean, I've heard. I've heard of people, you know, from the U.S. flying to like Germany to be able to do that at the BMW, uh, yeah. you know, dealer or uh, manufacturer flying overseas to watch their car roll off the assembly line. And you know, drive off with it, and then of course drive it to the uh, shipyard so it can be you know shipped over here and <clears throat> go through customs and all that. But I mean, how cool would that be? Not here, and why? Why would we not want that here? Yeah. All right. So let's play a little devil's advocate real quick. All right. Let's I brought hear it. this. I brought this up during the break. You, I heard you talking in your show about so people on the coast they're not going to drive up here to buy Tesla, but they can just go over to New Orleans and do it. Right. And I said, well, the, we still get the tax money because if you don't know, if you ever bought a car out of state. The dealership in whatever state collects the tax of wherever you live. So you can't go to Louisiana, or you wouldn't want to go to Louisiana because their sales tax on vehicles is like 10%. Mississippi actually has very low sales tax on vehicles at 5%. Yeah. So if you go to Alabama, Louisiana, wherever, you pay the 5% because they pay Mississippi the 5%. Right. So I can make the argument, well, hey, Mississippi's still getting the sales tax money regardless of whether you buy the vehicle here or not, and your response. Yeah, the state's making money off of that. The state's going to get their, the, the state will always get their money no matter what. Yeah. But who doesn't get the money? You don't get the local economy. The local economy does not make money by selling that car. 
So when you you know anytime so Tesla's setting up so we've got the one Tesla dealership now so they're they're paying uh, you know rent on that building to somebody or they bought it from somebody whichever they're doing you know either renting it or buying it so they're providing to the local economy that way when they sell the car they have to have people who are locally employed by that dealership to sell it you know they're not you know people aren't working at that dealership who live in you know Arizona or California wherever you know Tesla set up they're not flying here every morning to work. They live here. They work here. So your your employees that you're hiring here are making money. The people who are uh, you know, selling the car, maintaining the car, the people who own the uh, building or sold the building, they're making money. So having a car dealership back here, all so every time they sell a car here locally, that money's going back into our local economy. So we benefit as a society because this business is now here. In Mississippi, in Brandon, so the city of Brandon. Of course, then you're getting, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't. I wish we cut all the all the taxes out, but then you know the property taxes and the you know sales ta- or uh, the other uh, local taxes that are on. Of course, the city of Brandon's getting those and benefiting from it. Uh, but I mean, the economy outside of the government benefits by having car dealers here. But we're we're saying no more. So everybody that's supporting those are now supporting New Orleans or Mobile or Memphis. People are, are having to drive to those locations and supporting those local economies, not our own. I mean, wouldn't you love to have one, you know, a Tesla in Biloxi, a Tesla in South Haven? You know, of course, we got here, you know, we were lucky enough that we got one grandfathered in by this law in Brandon. So, I mean, we could have one in North, Central, and South Mississippi. We could have Rivian and Lucid. We could have all of those in Mississippi. But no, no more, no longer. You're going to have to drive out of state to get it. You're going to support those local economies, but not ours. Why? Because Mississippi Republicans don't believe in our own party platform. They don't believe in free markets. And I I said this in my show. I literally read through the platform, portions of it, where the Republican Party platform of Mississippi says free markets or free enterprise five times. It says we believe in competition three times. But not here in Mississippi, not our our elected Republicans. They don't believe in the platform. All right. Let me ask you this. So – if you're in a lot of Facebook groups like I am, you're, yeah. you obviously interact more in the political realm than I do. It's your day, it's part of your job. Democrats are very miserable in Mississippi. Yeah, they are a very very miserable group of folks. But so are Republicans. I mean, yep. who who is been who is happy in this state with the way things are going? I'm not. Yeah, Democrats aren't. But the people down at the Capitol on both sides with the exception of HB 1020, seem to be very happy yeah. about the way things are going. you got a Democrat House which with majority Republicans, which is really, really weird. You've got a conservative – I was being facetious about the Democrat House thing. But, you know, on, or Democrat uh, Senate side, but Delbert. Yeah. Then you have the Republican uh, House. But they're all doing very purple – blue yeah things yeah. i mean we're, just we're very much a purple me. state we're very much purple state yeah the people who win people in mississippi and, and look mississippi always ranks uh number one uh or fighting louisiana for number one in the most corrupt state government so the people who benefit from laws like this or the the politicians are benefiting benefiting from it because they're getting paid uh, the lobbyists are getting ben- are benefiting from it because they're getting paid, and the businesses that paid them are now benefiting from it. You know, we as the consumers are getting shafted. You know, we as the the people who want to start up uh, Clay Gini, you know, your your Lamborghini knockoff, you're getting shafted because you can't do it. So we're preventing 
people in Mississippi from starting new businesses that could compete in the marketplace, like you know, starting your own car manufacturing business, you're getting shafted. The consumers are getting shafted because we're now being forced to use a middleman, so prices of cars have to go up or we have to drive out of state. So our local economy is getting shafted. The consumers are getting shafted. New business owners that want to do startups are getting shafted. And businesses that want to come into Mississippi like Tesla and Rivian and Lucid, they're all getting shafted. Let me ask this. Because, you know, I, I feel a I feel a, a Supreme Court lawsuit coming on here. What what are some other businesses that, oh, let's say I wanted to start Clay Apple yeah. and build cell phones and computers. Could I sell those direct to consumer? Yeah, you can't. There, there's a lot of industries you can sell direct to consumer. Uh, but one of the other very much, so I, you know, I talked about in my show, protectionism. That's what this is. This is just protectionism. It's Protectionism is where we pass a law to protect current businesses away from competition. We don't want to compete. So we just pay lobbyists to go pass laws to stop our competition from coming in. One of the, the biggest scams in Mississippi with protectionism is in our healthcare market. Our healthcare market is one of the most overly protective uh, markets we have, and that's through what's called certificate of need laws, mm-hmm. which basically means if there's already a hospital in your area, no new hospitals can come up and compete with you. So they built that entire one there on Ridgewood Road. Then they couldn't get the certificate of need. Now it's just a bunch of random doctor's offices. Right. That's right. So so doctor's offices, like uh, at the very you know bottom at least, are, are you know have a little bit more of a market. But if you want like specialized emergency care, that's very protected. Let's take a call real quick. Yep. Hey, brother, you on there? Y'all know why the manufacturers are actually wanting to go to direct to consumer now, right? I know you do, Clay. Because no matter what it is, even to this day, you go buy, just say a Ford Maverick, $20,000 MSRP truck. I'll, they're, you know, they're trying to get twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars $27,000 for them, and they're getting it. You know, you go look at an F-150, five, six thousand above sticker. Eighty percent of Ford's vehicles were sold over sticker last year. And basically, that's what's going to be, that's going to be the next housing crisis, guys, is all the repos that we're going to have on these vehicles. Because when they they do catch up with the computer chip, there's $10,000 rebates. That guy that paid 60000 for that $50,000 truck can now go buy the same truck for forty grand. And he's going to let it go back. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the front end of it now. I mean, I, there's a, there's enough, there's a whole uh, YouTube algorithm you can jump into, rabbit hole, should I say, that talks about this very subject, and it, it, it's, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Well, People who paid a hundred thousand dollars for a truck that ain't worth sixty thousand dollars today, last year, you know. Yeah, I well, hey, Clay, I mean, but where do, you, where does it stop, man? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, I know you say y'all buy vehicles. How many vehicles you get people calling you at a late model and say all they want is payoff on them? And like you say, they got $100,000, they own this $40,000 truck. Now, hey, look, I talk about it here daily. You know, that's why these that's why these big manufacturers or these big franchise dealerships with their rebates and cash back and whatnot, are the, they're, the, people, the very people that uh, you know kind of help put them in that situation are going to be the ones that have to help get them out of it. And, Clay, when I, do, when I do buy a new vehicle, I will buy a Tesla for that reason. Well, I mean, hey, teach that on. Hey, you too, brother. 
Yeah, I, I, w- I would say to that is uh, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of these middleman car dealerships, these franchise dealerships that are marking up. They, their market adjustment is what they – and I'm air quoting here in the studio. Their market adjustment. They're just selling it way over what the retail is, and people are buying it. Consumers are paying that market adjustment. Uh, but it's it, – uh, the caller said that a lot of these car manufacturers are wanting to go direct to consumer so that they can cut out that. But that's not necessarily true because a lot of these big car dealerships, you know, like the the Detroit car dealerships, they they want to keep that model. Now they don't like that the dealers are doing that, this market adjustment, and they're trying to you know hammer down on someone for that. But they're the ones who are pushing this anti Tesla bill. It's the the electric car manufacturers who are wanting to go direct to consumer, and it's more of an economy of scale thing for them. That's the only way they can do it and have it cost efficient to sell. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, we got to take a break, but for, real quick, for example, I, I know Ford caught a lot of flack for that over the last, you know, with Ford trucks, and because they were those were the ones that hit the real crunch on the computer chips, and also Chevy with Corvettes, and but they're talking about oh, selling for thirty thousand dollars over. Well, a lot of the times. The people that are complaining about that are the guys that were always the first ones to buy the Corvette. Then they turned around and marched it up and sold it for thirty thousand yeah. over. Yeah. They're the ones mad. So if if people are stupid enough to pay that, then so be it. Uh, you, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, just keep driving your old truck for another year or two until the market adjusts. The consumers are part of the reason the dealers are doing. Not part of. They are the reason dealers are doing that. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it, that's like I'm selling. My, I'm selling my Tahoe. I'm not going to take a penny less than what I'm asking for it. Right. Because I know what the market is yeah. right now. Like, no, no. Go go find a $10,000 truck and holler at me. If you find a $10,000 truck, I recommend you buy it. Yeah. That's you know, right. Otherwise, guess what I'm selling this one for? 9900 You know? Yeah. And, and that's well, the, the market dictates the price. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier. You know, I, I'm, I'm in the market for a Toyota for my wife. She's wanting a new, uh, new Toyota. And I refuse to pay the market adjustment. And so all the new car dealerships are selling, you know, their new cars and they want MSRP plus this market adjustment. And I refuse to do it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to an independent car dealership like where you work mm-hmm. and buy a used car that's a couple years old. Let somebody else pay that market adjustment. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood. Studios and this segment will be brought to you by Guns and Gear. Man, get over there and check out Hunter and the team at Guns and Gear this week for all of your gun, ammo, gunsmithing, and seracoding needs located right there on Highway 51 in Gluckstadt. That's Guns and Gear. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. Let's take a call real quick. I think we got Derek on the line here. Hey, Derek, you're on there with Steven and Clay. Hey, yeah, man, y'all, y'all, y'all speaking some volume right here, man, because I was wondering why they're marking up all these vehicles, especially pickup trucks, and come to find out the, 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 the new ones that's coming out the assembly aren't even worth a darn. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't want to speak on the ones, you know, on, on the actual manufacturing process. I'm just simply referring to consumers choosing to overpay because they feel like they have to have it today instead of waiting. Right, right. You know, it's just like with the... Uh, the, the, the prime example is the Kia Telluride. You can buy hardly find those things on the lot. And I've, I've talked to several people that got them and said they got one of them from the factory. So I, I think, like you said, man, that, that's an excellent point y'all bring out today. But as far as like how the market did dictate the value and the price, it's just like my pickup. Once I finally got that paperwork straight, um, Clay, 
man, people been making me offers left and right. I've been flagged down in traffic. Hey, is that cat out for sale? I'm like, the heck's a cat eye? The cat eye Chevy. I was like, oh, well, I'm, it's not, but, you know. It can and I've be. I've had people throw. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It ain't for sale, but it can be. Yeah, it can be. I yeah. see what y'all paying for cars. It can be. <laughs> yeah. You know, I work at a used car dealership just for, you know, for full transparency. So I. I, I don't know where these customers that are so willing to overpay are at because I feel like I fight tooth and nail every day to get what I'm asking for vehicles. Like, sir, this is it, uh, what's your best price? Well, I feel like the price I'm selling it for is my best price. You know, but, yeah, but you know, I know you're the pickup man, the pickup expert. Why is the cat eye so in great demand now? Uh, the cat eye. Uh, it is a that 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 18 to 25 year old. Uh, uh, typically white male out in Rankin County thinks they can get those trucks cheap and they think they're the next uh, collectible Chevy. Well, like I said, yeah, I think you know, I'm not selling it, but I'm not getting away and getting it away either. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know yep. what I mean? It's, it's a very popular trim level with uh, with the younger version of Clay Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's also gone down as one of the best, um, best uh, 1500 models they've made. Because, you know, mine's a 1500 heavy duty, and that, that thing is, is the second best vehicle I ever owned. Let me give everybody some free advice here. If you're, a, if, if you're in the market for a pre owned Chevrolet, make sure it is, if it's a 15 and up, make sure it's already had a new transmission put in it. Because it ain't, it has, it's, not a, it's not a matter of if it goes out, it's a matter of when it goes when. out. Yeah, so. yeah, mine's a 4L80E. It's, yeah, it's a brand new transmission, still under warranty. Clay talking yep. about uh, a younger Clay. I came by uh, right there in Brandon. Uh, the old Piggly Wiggly, which is, you know, turned into a Planet Fitness now. That parking lot, though, I came by, and I think it was Friday or Saturday night, and there was about 20 squatted trucks out mm-hmm. there. And it reminded me of you. I said, that, that, if, if Clay Edwards was about 20 years old right now, he'd probably be right in the midst of all of them. Oh, look, man, my uh, my lady friend, her sons drive squatted trucks, and I don't make fun of them at all because <laughs> here's the thing. Clay Edwards had a body drop, bagged, slammed, uh, scra- frame scraping the asphalt, couldn't drive it over a speed bump, low riders. I can't make fun yep. of anybody for what they do to their vehicles. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I at 45 those. years old, and I still have that itch to tear vehicles up for no good reason. Yeah. yeah there, there you go. I, I, Clay, I used to have that Ford Ranger back when they were a fad. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Back in the mid to late late 90s? Yep. That, that, that little Ford Ranger, that little body style that made the Ford Ranger and the Mazda Beat. B five, it was B two thousand or five thousand. Yeah, yeah, they were the same truck basically, but those were like really high demand back back in high school. You know, back then. So I understand the way motor trends go, but here lately, man, I'm that truck truck's definitely for sale to the next highest bidder. (laughs) All right, Derek, appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Uh Yeah, the uh, here's my thing: teach the owner what you want to do with vehicles, but and teach your own if you want to. I mean, I'm not mad at the dealers for the market adjustment because if somebody wants to pay it and you and, and, and you can get the bank to overloan the the value and, and all that, yep. man, it's on you. But but don't come thinking anybody's just going to bail you out of it in two, three years when you're in your typical trade cycle. If you overpaid in 21 and 22, you bought at the top of the market mm-hmm. uh, spring of 21, brother, it's, I hope you like it because it's yours for every bit of five years. Yep. Every bit of five years. And if you're one of these guys that got one of these 84-month loans, anchor down. That's a, You keep talking about that. That's a two ninety nine a month loan, right? Yeah. Anchor <laughs> down, man. Because, I mean, you're going to enjoy it. No, it ain't two ninety nine. These people have paid $100,000 for a vehicle over 84 months. Let's do some quick math there. Even if they got it at, what, 0%? 
which they didn't. Let's see. So 100,000 divided day. by 84. For y'all not in the studio, Clay's I, got his, his calculator busted out. The so one my math teacher now. said I would never have with me yeah. in day-to-day life. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a eleven hundred and ninety dollar a month truck note, Whew. at zero percent. At zero percent for eighty four months. Man, come on, man. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Stephen Yatroska. We'll be right back on one zero three nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, Stephen. We got to pick it up right where we just left off. Yep. All right, so. I said, you know, it's a dang shame. These Republicans in Mississippi are somehow going to spin this that free market means Democrats. That yeah. some, somehow this is a – we're stopping the Democrats. That's what we're doing here. Explain what's really going yeah, on. Yeah, what they're really doing is – I mean, the, the excuse they're using here is Republicans are saying, well, we just want an equal playing field for everybody. So because we already have this corrupt law, this middleman law on the books, we've got to force everybody else to use that. Well, Tesla found a loophole to it. And instead of blowing the loophole wide open and just saying, hey, let's have a free market and let everybody you know, compete on a free market, they want to close that loophole and force everybody to use the already corrupt law. Well, they're really good. If they're good at nothing else down at the Capitol, they are really good at closing loopholes. See the initiative process. Yeah, that's right. That's example A. Yep. So, I mean, that's what they're doing here. The, the Republicans are saying, oh, it's free market by uh, making it a level playing field. We've already got a corrupt law. Let's make everybody compete under this corrupt law instead of repealing the corrupt law. No, well, no, it's too, too many people are making money on it. And then the, the biggest the biggest hypocritical hypocrisy of all of it is the state is the sole distributor of liquor. Right. Yep, that's it. I mean, yeah. that's... <laughs> All right, so I just posted my podcast from my first show, you know, the, the first hour uh, yeah. this morning, and basically I titled it Mississippi Republicans Hate Free Markets. Yeah. Y'all That's do, it. Make sure you go find it. I'm, I'm telling you, I listen to Stephen's show. You get smarter like I do every day. Uh, 6A to 7A right here on 103.9 WYAB. That is the Liberty Wake Up Call with Stephen Yatroska. Go download the podcast if you're not up that early. And uh, every Monday we're planning on, uh, unless he's busy, we're going to sit here and do the first hour on Mondays. Yep. We're going to talk about this stuff. I'm going to bring the blue collar, don't know what's going on perspective, and Stephen's going to educate us. Yep. Thank yep. you, brother. Absolutely. Glad to be here. This is going to be a hot button. We're not, I'm not going to let this one go for a while. Well, and somebody texted me earlier into my text line and asked, you know, well, what can we do? Well, the only thing that can be done now, the law's already passed the legislature. The absolute last step in this is the governor's signature. And so all you can do is try to contact the governor, email him, and tell him to veto it. It's the only hope. And, you know, and the thing is this. We're, it ain't like a Tesla dealership's going to pop up on every corner like a gas station or a liquor store. Right. You're talking about one in the top of the state, one at the bottom, maybe another company coming in here and there. This is something that I can't foresee being an issue for another 20, 30 years down the road where the infrastructure is just not in place for it to be that big of an issue. Right. You know, yeah, well, so, I mean, we only have so many consumers in Mississippi yeah. to buy electric vehicles, so it's not like they can overrun. That, that I mean, that's the exact same argument they made with uh, the uh, distribu- uh, the marijuana, you know, medical marijuana dispensaries was, oh, they're going to be on every corner now. Well, they can't. There's not that many people that they can support that they'd be on every corner. No. You know, they may start out that way because it's a new law now allowing them, but sooner or later, a bunch of them are going to go out of business, and you'll only be left with the ones that are actually needed to you're gonna, you know, You're going to be left with the, the ones with the vertical ones, the ones who are growing it, yep. distributing it, and selling yep. it. They, they, these these small middleman ones that are only selling it, they're not going to last, I don't think. That's right. No, All I right, agree. Stephen, thank you. Absolutely. Well, Always a pleasure. Got a whole other hour coming up with Scott McCullough from Men's Health in Mississippi. We're going to talk about testosterone replacement therapy. Is it for you? Stay tuned. Find out on 103.9 WYAB.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.